You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, chime time. Here we go, baby. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. All right, this is a betting podcast. Well, it's also a it's a pizza pizza podcast. It's a craft brewery podcast. It's it's a bunch of things, Sean. But at its core, it's a betting podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, in its in, in its heart and soul, it is a betting podcast. But we, being humans, are multifaceted, and thus the podcast also multifaceted. So there is a new Twitter account following us this morning uh, called Boston BetQL Card, which you said is attached to Chris Clemmer from the Kirk Menahan Show and from. Uh, going to Barstool Idol. I don't see that acknowledgement here. I just see at Boston Beck QL card. However, the point remains the same. What are the What's the over-under on how long this account tracks our picks? Yeah, like three days max. See, I'm going to say like a good month. I, really? I think, yeah, because I mean, the, clearly they're, they, they, they're someone who pays attention to you because the, the, the header for this on the Twitter account, uh, first of all, they took the time to like edit the, the picture for the Beck QL and put like Beck card under it. Like made a nice new logo for it, and then it's Scrooge McDuck with the money. That's a that's a Chris Scheim reference right there. That's true. I do every time I hit a bet, I do tweet out uh, Donald Duck counting his cash. So that's true. Uh, so the account right now is following three things: uh, me, you, and uh, BetQL Boston. I'm gonna say like uh, August second. I'm gonna say I'll take the over. I'm gonna set August second as the over under. You're gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the. Well, I guess I would take the under as well. I that's like that's my target date of when they're like, yeah, this is kind of boring. Okay, these guys are just losers. Well, we're three and two so far according to this tweet. So there you go. As of six twenty, we are three and two overall. Okay, so uh, we are three and two overall. And last night, I don't think helped either one of us. I know you had Landis Gog to score a goal, which was good. And I had Red Sox minus one and a half. Well, I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry. Last night's hockey, I don't think. Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you had the Avalanche to win the series by one. We got to win it by two games, right? Yep, one and a half. Uh, You had the Avalanche in 60. That did not happen. Nope. Um, And I have Vasilevsky to win the Conn Smythe. And it's not dead in the water. If it was two nothing and they got the good shutout and he was great, I'd say terrific. We were to step in the right direction, but six two doesn't help me. So I was no. just saying from the hockey standpoint, last night was not fun for our podcast. Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, I'm not I'm not overly concerned either. Like was it? I, you know, I kind of I went fifty fifty with my picks. Avalanche Landis Cog. That's fine. I, I mean Landis Cog was like plus one thirty five. So technically, I'm probably making money there if I bet a unit on each. But regardless of that fact. Um, I, I still have full confidence that the Avalanche will win the series. This was a throw-everything-you-have-at-this-game moment for the Lightning because if you lose this, go down 3-0, you're done. You are cooked, just just absolutely toast. There's no way you're beating the Avalanche four straight games. So, with that in mind, they had to win this game. Last night was a must-win, and they did. To their credit, Darcy Kemper fell on his face, which was kind of expected. The Colorado Avalanche yep. goaltending is not not superb, so... Uh, it's to be expected. I, I, I'd even said two days ago. I was like, mm, I'm really thinking about hedging with the uh, with Tampa Bay. I'm like, I, this is this feels like a throw everything you have at a game. And then I chose not to, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ride with my team. And uh, so I had the right inkling at first. I just I played it wrong. It's my bad. Bad job by me. But it is what it is. Uh, what's well, not? I mean, that's a, that's a bad case. You're still alive in the series. Obviously. Oh, very much. Six so. two. Uh, the reaction last night. Uh, Vasilevsky writing this down. Probably dead. I do want to check his. Cons my thoughts here in a second. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'll be curious to see how they respond here in Game Four. Like this is no one's rooting for. I think everyone is rooting for uh, your Avalanche shine. I think people do not want to see the three-peat by the Lightning. So I feel like the country is rooting for Colorado. Does that seem fair? Yeah, to you right I, now? I completely agree. I think there's a very small minority outside of Tampa Bay that's actually rooting for the Lightning. When I go to awards and Con Smythe, uh, wow, he went from eleven. Oh, this is wild. So they think that game last night was a good thing for him. He went from eleven to one to plus three eighty. Well, so I think the only thing that's huh. good for him in that regard is that the six goals were scored by six different players. Nobody had a multi-goal game, so it's like no one player took a. But giant it was still leap six forward. to two. It was like he, st- he had that great save early, but it was a- he did save thirty-seven of thirty-nine though. Like it's not like it was he allowed two goals on twenty-four shots. Now I feel better. This is great. This is offsetting my negativity because the mulch guy's coming today. Finally, the mulch <laughs> stupid yard. But the tarp outs, you can drop the mulch down, extra delivery charge. They didn't get the full three yards this year. Uh, so I'm not going to give them a plug where I got that. But I will say that I have to go mulch after this. And now I feel better. Maybe Vasilevsky's alive to pay for the mulch. Maybe the 4-1 to and 6-1 to can pay for the mulch delivery. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. That I would say not no. good. Uh, any early leans on Game Four? Chris Scheim is uh, minus one ten again for both sides uh, on the money line. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually leaning over. Uh, these games have scored a lot of goals as of late, uh, and because it's in Tampa, I kind of expect the same thing out of Darcy Kemper. I don't expect a great performance out of him, and so for Colorado to win, they're going to have to score a lot of goals themselves. Uh, Vasilevsky was good last night. I don't know if you saw that kick save he made, sliding left to right. Yeah, awesome it was great. Save. Yeah. Looked good. Um, but at the same time, Colorado's just they get the they get a power play and it's like an automatic goal. Gabriel Landeskog didn't score just once; he scored twice on the power play last night. Um, so I uh, I'm actually going to go over six is pro- is my heavy lean here. I'll make my official pick tomorrow prior to Game Four. But right now, big time lean at over six in Colorado Tampa Bay Game Four. Big time lean. It's going to take me two days to do the uh, mulch. It's not, I'm no longer athletic enough to do it all in one day. That's yeah, that's my fair. Lean. Uh, if you're taking over under one and a half days, take the over. Uh, I think we have to split it up into two different trips here. Uh, all right, so that's an early lean. We'll give official pick. Uh, tomorrow, I'm in on Vasilevsky and the cons, Mike, and we're sitting on that for now. Congrats to our DJ buddy, Mike D., who's got Tampa plus 230 right now. He's still wow, alive in that. look at that. He he did what we did last series. He's like, you know what, Tampa down 2 nothing. I'll bet on Tampa 2.5 to 1 to win the cup. I was making my golf bets on Sunday, uh, or looking at my golf bets on Sunday, and thought, you know, I can – I can jump back in, but I was like, I got Vasilevsky at four and six to one. So do I want to go back? So I, I, I didn't do it. I didn't hedge that way. I'm still on just Con Smythe for the Tampa Bay goaltender. Uh, thanks to Chris Scheim. I also gave that out nationally. So uh, probably dead in the water, but not officially dead yet. The, but there's still there's, there's still hope. some breathing. There's, the patient is breathing on the table, Scheim. We're not yes. we're not no DOA. They're not a, right they're not a full on veg yet. They're not DOA. It is <laughs> there is there is some hope. They're going to need extensive surgery, but there is hope. There's no hope for my baseball betting, which again fell a half a run short. Of I mean, unbelievable five and a half yeah, over and even money. Boned left and right on those, huh? That's a loser. Trevor Story helped out with the over bases. We had Xander Bogarts on Mutt's big bets so that did not come home. Uh, Red Sox get two more games here, Shine, against this bad Tigers team, and then as you'll hear in the pregame show tonight, schedule gets a lot tougher. They basically play a month, a month. I, I thought it was just the month of July, uh, July first it starts, but really this weekend. They're going to play the Guardians. They're going to play the Blue Jays without Tanner Houck. He can't go, not vaccinated. They get the Rays, the Yankees, the All-Star break. Yes, they get a bad Chicago team in there, but they play the uh, Guardians again. We're a playoff team. They get the Brewers, 
who are 39 and 30. This is sort of the end of their easy run uh, for the Red Sox and the Tigers. They win last night, and they cover, Chris Shine that run line that you had them on. Sure did. Uh, good job by the Red Sox. They uh, helped me out a little bit. I'm glad I shied away from the Winkowski strikeouts. He only had two in the game. Yep. He's so, a ground ball uh, pitcher and a strikeout pitcher. Yep, yep and we'll so the run out. line very much helped me out. Uh, Red Sox are minus one and a half the run line and even money. The total in this one is uh, under nine and a half, but juiced up to minus 120. The money line is minus 200. It is uh, Rich Hill on the mound against Bo uh, Brisky, I believe it's pronounced. I did his pronunciation today on the Tigers website. Um, he's been good in June. In the month of June, he's got 18 innings pitched and a sub-1 ERA on a one-on-one record to go with it. What's your uh, thoughts tonight here on the Red Sox? We are now a baseball betting podcast, Shime. Uh, I got two props I want to give you, but I'll let you go first here tonight, Red Sox and Tigers. Yeah, I'm going to go under 9.5. I understand it's a little juiced at the minus 120, but I like it. Like you said, Breesky's been pretty good in the month of June. Yeah. I kind of feel like this might be a nice 3-1 to one game for the Sox. Uh, they might go down early but kind of come back. I don't think it's going to be high scoring, uh, and so I'm going to go under 9.5. All right, I'm going to get to two pitching props. We are so due on a Rich Hill strikeout prop. We are so <laughs> freaking due. It's a you little bet juiced this up. Every five starts. Well, every I, time I, Rich Hill takes the mound, no, but ah, I'm going to go over on Rich Hill strikeouts. Well, I I wasn't going to because the Tigers are actually middle of the pack in strikeouts this year, but they're fourth worst in strikeouts per game on the road. So okay. after last night, a lot of soft contact with Kowski. Uh, give me the over Rich Hill strikeouts four and a half. Now it's a little juiced up at minus one twenty. I don't love it, but he's been just battling. This is this is get good spot against the Tigers. He's also been terrible at home, uh, and Breesky's been terrible on the road. So something's got to give there. I want to bet over Rich Hill strikeouts at four and a half, and I want to go against uh, Bo Breesky tonight. Give me the over one and a half walks at even money. <laughs> he's gonna walk a couple guys. Tonight. Okay, he's gonna it's gonna be Fenway Park. He's gonna be nervous. Uh, he's going to walk two batters tonight at least. So I, I want – it's a dual pitching prop tonight. Over Rich Hill strikeouts four and a half. Over Breesky walks one and a half. And by the way, that one's even money. So you put those two together as part of some same-game parlay, basically cancel out the juice, which is nice. I like that. I mean, and I think uh... – I think another reason that kind of plays into my under is how bad Rich Hill has been. It's a bit awful, but he just has not been exciting at all. Not good. I, I just I, – I can't I can't realistically bet on Rich Hill, so the best thing to do, bet the under. Uh, okay, so that's baseball tonight. We'll have the pregame show, and we'll have a much big bet. I don't know if it'll be Rich Hill. It probably will be Rich Hill. I switched last minute last night. I shouldn't have. I should have stuck with Trevor's story. Uh, that would have gotten us home, but that uh, did not happen. Meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile. What's up, buddy? The mulch guys here? Great. Awesome. Great to hear, Bennett. Why don't you do not go outside? Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the first time he's listened to me literally in two days of summer, three days of summer vacation. So you must be having a ball. It's a great time here, Chris. I may start going to the office at noon. I told my wife, I had a lot of pregame show <laughs> stuff to do. Might go to the office for noon, get a lunch, and by the go office, to Fenway Park. Play nine, then go to Fenway. <laughs> uh, what time does the Fenway press box open is what I asked someone yesterday. How early can I get here? Without getting in trouble. Uh, I can confirm that Ryan Hannibal will join us tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, We're going to preview the Travelers. And I want to get some reaction to him. Another lived affection. Brooks Kepka is going to go. Uh, you know, you guys talked about it today on your show. Um, he's a big name. I don't know if he has a huge fan following. But I do know it's another big name going to the Live Tour. Here's some good news, though, this morning, Shime. Just uh, news broken by Daniel. Is it Rappaport? Oh, yep. Uh, Colin Morikawa not going. Woo! To the live tour. Thank you. There was uh, rumors out there that it was him and Kepka going yes. today. Yep. Morikawa's agent said uh, categorically false. He is not going. Oh, so thank goodness. Morikawa's going to stay. A shine Kep- guy staying right here in the PGA. Love to see yeah. it. 
and look, I, but we'll spend a minute on two on this. Like, we'll do more of this tomorrow with, with Hannibal. But uh, I'm not against these guys going. It's neither am I. It's oh, a free oh, market. It's just as someone who wants the best players playing possible in the PGA Tour, because the idea that I'm gonna like go search out the Live Tour on YouTube for a three day exhibition event where there's no Preach. cut, like just yep. it's just not competitive. So I'm not mad at Brooks Kepka or Phil Mickelson, like. Uh, I guess because Phil, if I Phil was in the same spot, Mutt, I would do the same thing. If they were offering me a bag, yeah. like Bryson got $145 million. That's right. I said million dollars to go play. If they offered me that, you're damn right I had to go play because then I am set. My family is set for the rest of their lives. I don't have to worry about it. My kids don't have to worry. $145 million is a ridiculous sum of money. So to think that they're offering any of the higher named guys on the PGA Tour, that kind of money. I can't blame them. Uh, Morikawa just tweeted. This is pretty good. Uh, Just your number 11 money winner on PIP here to say good morning to everyone. Last week at my press conference, I said the media loves creating drama. Sure enough, I woke up this morning to everyone thinking I'm next, isn't going to live tour. Not to say I told you so, dot, dot, dot. I told you so, and responded again. To state for the record, once again, you're all absolutely false. This is Morikawa on Twitter. I've said it since February at Riviera. I'm here to stay on the PGA Tour. Nothing has changed. Now, if you excuse me, I've got some cereal to pour in my milk. 110 retweets in about uh, two minutes. So, uh, Hold on. We, there is an issue with this tweet. Who What's the, the hell, issue? Who the hell pours the milk before the cereal? <laughs> who on earth pours milk before cereal, Colin? You are a Shimes guy. You cannot be going and doing these reckless things. I have you, never done that. It is ne- cereal first. Milk over the cereal. We're we're not a bunch of jabronis. Figure it out, okay? I love you, Colin, but figure it out. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, Max Homa mocking the tour right now. Uh, it's, uh, so this is a little fire back here on, on social media. And uh, so I'm with you. Like I, I I don't I don't begrudge you for taking the money. The Phil stuff and, and just I, I just I guess I'd rather have them say I'm going for the money. And Phil's talking about growing the game and how they're not doing that. Yeah, this is it's it is sports watching by the Saudi government, by the, the that that part of the world that is trying to cover up the the bad things they've done. By the way, the PGA Tour has done work with them, so the PGA Tour yeah. is not innocent well, that, in all this. That's my a thing lot of these too. Sports is, leagues have, but it's like Jay just Monty say you want for the painting money. it like it's like it's like this disgusting thing. You've done yeah. business with them too. Just this like, year, just this year. Yeah. It, so I just uh, it. I I don't I don't like it on it. And nobody should be like freaking out. Like PGA is basically just covering their ass so that they're not going to have to uh, allow the player or the the players on the tour to unionize or anything like that and offer guaranteed salaries. So they're just pa- in panic mode and trying to throw dirt in the other direction. So uh, it's just it's just a mess. It's I'll be silly. interested to see how it plays out. Like, do you guys do they is the idea like I'll go play for two years? Because what's going to happen is they're going to. They're gonna have to go to court to play in the majors next year. Like I'm convinced, they're, they're, the 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 Masters and they're gonna lock these guys out of the majors. But and isn't then that the USGA? Isn't that the Masters? Different? Is it no? The Masters is their own thing. U, U, USGA is a, a different thing too. But the Masters is its own thing. They it's a uh. private technically tournament. They my, the, the expectation is that because these guys qualified this year and got qualifying points, etc. Especially the U.S. Open, they couldn't block them from playing this year. Yep. I suspect that next year. This is when the the bleep will hit the fan because they're going to be told you can't play in a major. And then, what do they do then? You know, the, how do they get out of their contracts? How ironclad are they there with the the Saudi you know, government or whatever? Like I, I want the most competitive golf that includes these guys. But 
I don't begrudge them for going. I also wonder from a betting standpoint, Sean, real quick. Like, so we're taking competitive golfers out of a bunch of events in the on the PGA Tour. Does that make it easier or harder to bet on golf? I think I'm asking the question out loud without knowing the answer. I think it's already as hard as it's been in really tough a long time because I think there's I think there's a lot of talent on the tour and any guy can win at any tournament. You just have to have a couple really good days. I mean, you saw it at the U.S. Open. Guys were climbing and falling off the leaderboard left and right. You you saw a guy like Joel Damon, who you'd barely ever even heard of, leading after two days, leading the tournament. And so and then and then Matt Fitzpatrick, who's been really good, but hadn't won on the PGA Tour. Will Zalatoris is constantly at the top now. And then you still have guys like Morikawa and Rom and McElroy and uh, you know there's just so much talent, I think it's relatively evenly matched across the board. and it kind of just comes down to who has a good day and who doesn't. Um, so I think I think golf is already it's basically peak as hard as it gets to bet. So I think these guys leaving isn't going to make or break us gambling on golf by any means. And, I, and by the way, I, I, on the record, I like Brooks. Like, I, yeah, I'm a Brooks me too. fan. I like his approach. He's funny. He's sarcastic. He's a no-give-a-shit you know, attitude. Like, I like I like Brooks, but is there? am I going out of my way to go to the Live Tour to watch him play? No, I'm not. I'm just – I'm not. Phil Mickelson, no. Bryson, no. Again, they're going to come to Boston here at some point. Um, I, I, again, you want to go watch? I, maybe I'll go watch him play at the international. I mean, it just doesn't feel like at least the first event didn't feel like a real competition. It felt like an exhibition. So, uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to make it. Um, it's it's hard already, really, really hard. Yep. I think it's going to benefit at some level because I think a lot of people, as we saw with the way golf was priced this weekend, you asked the question about like Joel Damon versus you know the, the other guys who were up there, and you were like, oh, I'm going to bet Damon. Well. People bet the names they know, and there's there's a chance there's fewer names you know, at least for the next year or so. So I think doing your own research or doing any sort of research and going with guys that aren't the big names in the board, you may end up benefiting, certainly for Daily Fantasy. Like, the, the, the name players are always over-owned. Yes. So doing the research, you know, whether it's MJ Doff, uh, Duffy this past weekend, right? Uh, Hannibal pointing him out. He yep. was .62% owned. He ended up finishing top 30 in a major and helped people win a bunch of money this weekend. So fewer name guys in big events benefits those who put work in and don't just click on names they know. 100%. So that's that's my feeling on it. But we'll do more of this with Hannibal. He's going to be at the Travelers tomorrow. They're in Cromwell. Always a fun tournament. Uh, looking forward to betting on that. Looking forward to having some lineups for Daily Fantasy and that. Looking forward to Hannibal, who'll be on site. We'll get his take on the tournament, and we'll get his take on the Live Tour. What else, Chris Scheim, on this uh, Tuesday morning? What else do we have? Uh, I think that just about sums it up. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, yep. whether it's Spotify, Apple, or the Odyssey app. All you got to do is hit subscribe, and it'll send that podcast right into your inbox as soon as we post it every single day. Because as of right this moment, it is a seven-day-a-week podcast. It is. Uh, and we will be uh, back at it tomorrow with Ryan Hannibal. I'm going to go see how big this pile of mulch is that's in my driveway, according to my six-year-old son. And I'll report back tomorrow. Thank you, Shime Time. Anytime, Matt. I'll talk to you tomorrow.